0: Feel the heart of Africa the moment you walk through the door, where the tastes, sounds, and sights of the savannah immerse you in a whole new world of relaxation. Teeming with exotic wildlife, the spirit of African adventure invigorates every aspect of Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to that park life podcast. I am one of your co hosts, Greg's. Greg's, I'm plural. There's two of me here, everybody. (laughs) Greg's joined as always by Beth.
1: Beth, just me. Just Just Beth. you, it's Beth. Two Greg's and a Beth. Two Greg's and a Beth. Greg's and a Beth.
0: So, um, (laughs) uh, before we get into our resort rundown of Animal Kingdom Lodge, um, I did some fun stuff in the park like Mm -hmm. earlier today, and believe it or not, somehow it was the very first time we ever did the meet and greet with mickey and minnie in hollywood studios i I don't know how or why it's been available for like six years or more i don't even know what year that thing opened up
1: we've always seen the sign for it but we're always like "Mm, we don't have time for that like (laughs) just walk by it
0: that's the thing and and so when we got there um by the way hot today right so our goal was Mm -hmm. to go to hollywood studios Obviously, get something to eat because I posted to our story where should Greg eat? you know, today and whatever, mm-hmm. and it was between Backlot Express and ABC Commissary, and I was like, okay, let's see if we can meet Mickey and Minnie, maybe do Muppets, shop a little bit, and uh, and eat. So when we got there, it said it was a twenty minute wait. By the time we walked over there, it was thirty five, and it really was it was probably about an even twenty minutes wait. Yeah. Because what I didn't know is the queue was all outside. By the way, fun fact for everybody in Ooh, the it's covered, remember. and they have a couple of big fans. But w- when you go inside, that's where the Meet and greet is so like you turn a cor- mm. like you they let you inside and you think like oh there might be more cube but you turn the corner and that's like Minnie's first. That's where it is. Okay, it's Hollywood Minnie, and then Fantasia Mickey. And I posted some photos of the the posters in those rooms, like in the hallways as you go in between the the two rooms. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're so cool. And there's some um nods to some things. Like you remember when we did our and one of our now several why do they call it that episodes?
1: Why do they call it that?
0: I was waiting for that. <laughs> and um, we mentioned that the Sid Koanga character yeah. thing, and that name pops up on one of the posters in there. So I had a little nerd moment, but I was like, oh my gosh, Beth, i talked mm-hmm. about them. So. There's some little nods to old Hollywood um, on some of those posters, but it was so Fantasia Mickey and Hollywood Mini. If you're wondering what those sound yeah, effects like, are, we have we, we have a lightning storm we're happening Some thunder, right now. Some,
1: some thunder and lightning going on. Some
0: thunder and lightning, no big deal. Hopefully, no inter- internet interruptions here. But mm-hmm. that was the first time we did it, and obviously, it was nice to be inside because it was air conditioned. But would re- honest, honestly would recommend. It's nice because uh it's like a th- you know it's a themed meet and greet so it's not just like a room you know it's got
1: when hinges creak (laughs) in doorless chambers (laughs)
0: um that's really all we did we we met uh mickey and minnie we went over to muppets Mm -hmm. and we did we ate at backlot express i got my chicken teriyaki bowl with white rice and honestly It's it's so good it yeah. looks young. It was really good and then Nicole Oh my gosh, you must be the, having a lot of lightning. A lot of lightning, guys. I yeah. mean, where is Reba at this point? She's in the in what we call the the uh, thunder Shh. closet.
1: She's in her thunder closet. Yes. Listening to her frozen music and whatever um, else. I can probably
0: I can't tell you what's on, but I get like on the on my control panel on my phone, it says when the closet speaker's on because it's a Google Home and <laughs> I have an Android phone. Yeah. Um so I don't know what's playing, but something's playing on the speaker. Um, so today we went to just a quick Hollywood Studios mm-hmm. trip, but yesterday it had been a while since I've been to Jumbo or Kidani for more than well one work and two just to like either pick someone up or grab something real quick. Mm-hmm. So we spent some time in both lobbies at Jumbo House and Kanani to absorb a little bit and uh, revisit some of the food options and stuff. So I wanted to make sure my my perspective was fresh, yeah, on um on the on this resort. So let's hop into it, I guess.
1: Getting in the spirit of the Animal Kingdom Lodge. Yes. Okay, so we're gonna talk about Jumbo House, which is the original, and we're also gonna talk about Kidani Village, which is the DVC add-on. Yes. And uh, I'm just gonna go ahead and start out by uh, citing some sources here. It's Wikipedia, as always, I get some things <laughs> from there. Um, but there were some really good articles on www.info.com, and that is, um, they were all articles by a guy named Chuck Mirarchi. I think that's how you say it, Mirarchi. Sure. I'm going to do my best with words and uh, pronunciations today, but, you know, just come along for the ride. Um, There were also some quotes from a book that's been written, and the book is called Animal Kingdom, An Unofficial History by Chuck Schmidt. So we have some facts from there, and um, yeah, I have a lot of quotes today, so I'm kind of excited about it. But we're going to start with the storyline and what the official Disney description is, and I'm going to start out with Jumbo House. So Jumbo House says, experience your own African safari adventure. This resort hotel's horseshoe curve design inspired by the traditional African crawl provides spectacular views of four lush savannas where over 200 hooved animals and birds freely roam. Enjoy the comforts of home in our spacious studios and multi-bedroom villas and indulge in club-level service for added luxury. You like how I said hooved? Hooved. I would normally say hoofed, but I feel like you would say hooved. That's how I say it. Um, and the Kadani Village is, the Disney says, escape on your own African safari adventure at this magnificent resort hotel inspired by the traditional African crawl. I'm, I'm assuming it's crawl because it's K-R-A-A-L. Craal, That's how crawl? I would pronounce okay. it, yeah. The horseshoe curve design offers exquisite views of lush, it's like the same thing, where over 30 species of African wildlife freely roam, delight in dazzling pool areas, exciting animal programs, and all the comforts of home in our spacious studios and multi-bedroom villas. So, that is what Disney officially says about them. Um, the story around, you know, these resorts is it's a South African wildlife reserve lodge. So keep that in mind as we talk about all these facts. Um, we're just going to go through a kind of a quick history before we get into construction and stats. Um, cause there's a lot of things around the construction of this resort. Mm-hmm. So bear with me. Um, it was said by many, and we've all heard this many times that originally Walt Disney wanted the jungle cruise attraction to have live animals, but they were like, eh, logistics, the nature of all of that stuff. They were like, that's not going to work. So, um, but it was just known that Walt really wanted live animals at some point. Like he would have loved something like this. Um, it wasn't until the 80s, like the mid-80s, when Michael Eisner took over and became CEO of Walt Disney that the idea for this kind of park actually became a reality. So Disney broke ground on Animal Kingdom Lodge, or on Animal Kingdom Park in 1990, and then the park opened in 1998. And we've talked uh, we've talked about Animal Kingdom uh, before. Um, and the Animal Kingdom Lodge opened April 16th of 2001. So okay. a lot of people might be hearing, well, what's Jombo? What's Kadani Village? So... Jumbo House was the original structure. They just renamed it when they built the the DVC add-on. And so that's kind of how we're going to talk about it. So Jumbo House, it wasn't called that originally. It was just the Animal Kingdom Lodge. But that's basically what we're talking about. So that's what's what opened April 16th of 2001. Um, in his book, Disney's Animal Kingdom and Unofficial History, Chuck Schmidt uh, wrote, uh, wrote, quote, During opening day ceremonies, Roy E. Disney said that they, Walt and Roy, would have been thrilled with what has been created here and would have thought it a wonderfully appropriate addition to their company. Huh. Yeah. So Roy was pretty proud of that. Thought it was cool. Um, We're going to talk about some designers here. The resort was designed by Denver architect Peter Dominic of the Urban Design Group, which is now called 4240 Architecture. They were the group that also designed Wilderness Lodge and Disney's Grand Californian Hotel Spa, Mm. um, Hotel and Spa. Um, Another person that you'll hear some quotes from, his name is Randy Johnson. He was part of this firm as well. So we got Peter Dominic. We have Randy Johnson. Uh, Joe Rohde was the executive designer and VP of design at the time. So he, of course, was heavily involved. And we all kind of know what his work has been like. Um, The interior designers, this was a guy named Todd Avery Lenahan, he was with the Walt Disney Company for years as the principal of design and interior architecture and he ended up like leaving and starting his own firm. I think it's the TAL Studio is what it's called. I don't know if they say TAL or just Tal. Hmm. Um but cuz it's Todd Avery Linahan so TAL. Uh, okay. um, that's the firm that he started, but he was the interior designer um and he was instrumental in doing a lot of the work and development with Disney, um, that was like the Disney decade of the nineties. So he was heavily involved, um, landscape design, which was very important. We're going to talk a lot about the landscape because that was probably the most important thing. Uh, this is got by a guy named Herbert Halbach and it's the Herbert Halbach, howback incorporated. Like that's the landscaping architecture firm. It's in Orlando, Florida. And that was responsible for, um, pretty much all of the like landscape things that we're going to talk about and they did previous landscaping for the swan and dolphin so you can see their work there on october 11th 2006 that is when local media announced that disney was going to be expanding animal kingdom lodge and that it would be the home to the newest disney vacation club property disney's animal kingdom villas On February 18th in 2008, they announced the first phase of of this expansion was completed and it um, included 109 rooms and the separate building was named Kadani Village. And this was built to the west of the lodge and houses more than 300 villas. So um, the sunset savanna was extended to the new structure and more species of animals were introduced at the time. A new pool was built and featured like water slides and other like aquatic playground type things.
0: You know what I like about this is that I also learn things when you gift these facts. Great. Some of these things I know and some of them I don't. Oh. And I'm, le- I'm like sitting here I'm like, oh, oh, I didn't know that. Oh, okay. Yeah. This is all making sense now. Yeah.
1: Okay. I'm loving this. Okay. So let's move into more of the construction. We've got a lot of stuff here, so bear with me. Uh, it's a deluxe resort. It has 1,307 rooms. The lodge itself sits on 75 acres, and it's next to 400 acres of wetland. So there's like 75 acres of dry. They have wetlands. It's a ton of land. If you really like think about it that way, I was like, man. Yeah. Did not think about it, um, you know, having that much land. Uh, According to 4240, the architecture firm, this is a quote. The design challenge was to translate the African mythic traditions of animal and landscape into a built form and an understandable art to create the effect of Africa's topography and log views on a relatively flat site to meet building code requirements while honoring the authenticity. Uh, the live animals had a major influence on the design of the lodge, which was a quote from Johnson. And he also said the in-person experience of seeing the animals in the African game parks strengthened the connection to the live animals on the site. Of course, a zoo consultant was hired to ensure that our designers were maintaining animal well-being. So they wanted to like make sure that, you know, everybody knew they were trying to do everything that they could um, to make it like a viable place for animals, like a, a healthy and a safe place for them. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about that, too. On top of the extensive research, the 4240 Architecture and Disney ter- uh, teams toured several places in South Africa as part of their research, specifically visiting safari game parks. Team members were inspired by Native architecture, culture, arts, and storytelling of the places they visited. So yeah. as we know, especially with Joe Rody, he's all about, like, they're all about, we're going to take a bunch of trips, we're going to try to bring back a bunch of things, and uh, we want to make it as authentic as we can. So I'm not surprised on that. Design planning itself took two years, and then building it took two and a half years. So this is a long journey. They did. They put a lot of thought into the design of everything. Johnson was quoted about the design, saying, "We wanted guests to experience a magical and slightly mysterious safari expedition into the unexpected and the profound. We wanted to create an authentic experience. Tectiles, tectiles, textiles, text tiles. Sorry, why is that word so hard? Art and <laughs> artifacts that would be seen during their safari trip." they, so basically they just wanted to be as authentic as they could. Um, you know, some things just had to be made to look the part. So they wanted to use a lot of materials, like a lot of authentic materials, but because of, you know, building codes and things like that, they kind of just had to make some things up. So like an example is the thatched roof. So the thatched roofs that we see, those are just like, those materials are not feasible in the real world. Basically (laughs) they're not going to pass like a building code. So they just had to use a lot of things to make it look like that's what it is. Mm-hmm. So, which we all know they do a great job of that. Um, there's four separate savannas around the lodge. There are, t- like, this is three total 11-acre savannas. So there's the Sunset Savannah, the Arusha Savannah, and the Uzima Savannah. And then housing a variety, like, these savannas basically have over 200 African and Asian mammals, reptiles, and birds. So a lot of different species here. Many of the rooms um, feature handcrafted furnishing, furnishings. And it's home to the largest collection of African art outside of Africa, which that's kind of a cool thing, I thought.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay, let's talk about the design. So there's numerous aspects that are, like, unique to this, but we're going to talk about this U-shaped design because they mention it, too, in, like, what Disney says about it. Um, And this was a quote. The team used this design based on the arrangements of the Zulu communities in which buildings encircle a central area, which is used to keep livestock The design is called a crawl. That's what it's called. Mm. The crawl is the design. It's a horseshoe format that allows the buildings to act as a fence while giving guests excellent views on the savannah. Additionally, the orientation maximizes the sunlight on the site, shining into the crawl in the morning, to the pool during the day, and during the evening into the lounge. Although the team researched many areas and cultures, their primary focus was in southern areas and the game parks of the savannah. So very uh, strategic in how, like, you know what the actual shape of the yeah of the lodge was going to be and it mainly had to do with the animals so um we're going to talk about the lobby here the proportions of the resort lo- resorts lobbies are carefully organized around a double cube with a bridge that provides circulation between the resort's two wings this is another quote by johnson uh this arrangement allows guests to enter and exit the vastness of the lobby at multiple points the knuckles where the bridges <laughs> converge from from several of small two-story glass atriums that lead in natural light and provide quiet views out to the savannah. Additionally, they each serve as a showcase for various aspects of African culture, art tools, and tribal costumes. Which we're going to go over some here in a little bit. The unique form of this construction was used to construct the lodge. So it's like a concrete tunnel form construction was selected. It's a method that easily accommodates the recreation of native building forms. When possible, traditional materials such as reeds were used in other areas, and materials or textures were created with code-compliant modern materials. That was another quote from Johnson, but we already talked about that a little bit. Um, and this is what I thought was interesting. The lobby of Jumbo House is actually the third floor of a six-story mm-hmm. building. It combines many sources of, inspirational, uh, of inspiration, including Zulu Shield-inspired lighting fixtures and vine-like metal railings and windows, uh, window details. And then opposite the entrance is a large floor to almost ceiling wall of windows that look out onto the Savannah. So if you've ever been there, you know, like you kind of got to the back and it's just like a big window. It's gorgeous. Um, but I remember like reading in some of this too about the land because it's flat land, but they wanted to like have a little bit of, um, you know, like a slope to it. So they had to bring Mm -hmm. in a lot of stuff. There was a retention pond in that area. They said, um, that they like had used from other like areas around it so they had to fill that in first and then they had to bring in a ton of um, a ton of dirt so that they could build it up in order to be able to make structures like this jumbo house features an egil mask and the egil masquerade is the largest masquerade in sub-saharan africa and it's the tradition of the igbo people of nigeria these are some of the things that i had to look up how to say you're right it's igbo <laughs> this mask if you've seen this it's like this huge thing it is in the lobby it's a 200 pound mask worn on the head of the dancer the person who has chosen to wear this mask in the real masquerade um like considers it a great honor and this person knows that if he fails he brings shame to the entire village wow you know no pressure
0: carrying a 200 pound mask if you fall yeah everyone you've ever known hates you yeah <laughs> it's like what
1: So people, so in this tradition, people bury charms along the dance path for good luck. And they do black and white discs that are attached to mask the, um, or like deflect bad luck Mm -hmm. while dancing with the mask on. He listens to the nearby drummer who sends signals of when to speed up or slow down, which I'm like, hopefully that guy's on your side. Uh, and yeah, it's just like, that's, uh, that's like the big thing about this masquerade. That's insane it's just Um, weird
0: if you the second you walk into like the lobby and you get past like the couches and stuff you can't miss it just imagine the next time you're there you have to put the thing on your head and walk around and everyone just watches you like is it gonna fall is it gonna make it (laughs)
1: it's huge I just couldn't like when I saw the picture of it I was like wait that's it that's the thing yeah insane um all right. So let's talk about some interior design here. All furniture pieces were inspired by African culture. We've talked about that. This is what Lena Han um, talks about. He said, Western furniture is not used in parts of Africa. So we took inspiration from different cultures, regions, and materials and created pieces that were evocative of the various aspects of true African life. So obviously this village theme, it's carried out through all the guest rooms. Every guest room is like furnished with like handmade furniture. All these things were handmade from Zimbabwe, including carved headboards inspired by African butterfly masks. Um, they have like these beautiful, brightly colored tapestry, bedspreads, and draperies. Authentic art. Those are authentic artwork. Um, a lot of the influences were nature and, you know, were broad. They were like, there's just, there's a ton of influences here. But I, th- I think it's cool that all of those things were like handcrafted, hand carved. Mm hmm. It's not like they were all made, you know, in a yeah, warehouse they didn't
0: somewhere. get it from Ikea. You know, like it was, yeah, made custom. This
1: isn't the all-star resort. Um, <laughs> and this just says the whole animal, this was another quote, the whole Animal Kingdom Park is an exploration of the entire continent. So I thought that was mm-hmm. kind of cool. The live animals had a major influence on the design of the lodge we've talked about this johnson said the in-person experience of seeing the animals in the african game park strengthened the connection to the live animals of the site of course a zoo consultant was hired to ensure that our designers were maintaining animal well-being um and now we're going to get into some landscape here so herbert Halbach, you know he's the landscaping architecture there um he said that Peter Dominic sort of created this backstory about the Animal Kingdom Lodge. Did you know this or did they talk about, have you like come across this at all?
0: I've heard some things, but what is it?
1: Okay. So the backstory is that the Animal Kingdom Lodge was this great encampment with, um, that a Swahili Swahili King left his son. The son continued to develop this encampment. And because his family was strong and important, the encampment was on a rock kopi. I don't know what that means so that they could Hmm. easily defend themselves in case of attack. There was also a spring on the encampment. So that's a story okay. that like he was, he gave Hal back and how that kind of ran with that. Um, okay. So the project, like they started on this project in 1998, he and his team did a lot of advanced growing um, and a lot of advanced collecting of plants and materials. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, he, he quoted here saying we spent a lot of time in the Disney horticulture with the um, Disney horticulturists and landscape architects, like they spent even more time searching out the right plant materials because they already did animal kingdom, like theme park from there. Mm. But it's just okay. crazy when you think about, you know, the fact that they have to take, they take time to like grow these things themselves. They're not just going somewhere and picking up all these things or bringing them, um, you know, those things take time. So, uh, but he was just saying like, they knew where to go if they didn't already have it on hand. So, cause a lot of things, you know, you can, um, you know, you can propagate. So, some things they could probably go into the Animal Kingdom Park and propagate. Um, but if they didn't have it, then those people knew like where to get it from. So, he said there were some really large, mature live oaks on the other side of the retention pond that was there. And he said we moved those 20, 30, or 40 of those like really big trees. And he said it was quite the effort. So,
0: hmm. it
1: was cool um, that they had a lot of that stuff too. Cause I remember them talking about how, um, a lot of the stuff that was already on the land kind of fit with their theme. And so, Hmm. you know, they obviously they had to move some things around in order to like build the thing, but it it was, you know, moving oak trees is like no small feat. So I'm sure they were pretty proud of that. (laughs) They're like, someone needs to know that we moved like 40 oak trees. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Habak also spent a lot of time with Disney to understand which landscape pieces would be in the animal habitat um, areas, like in which were not. So I thought this was really cool too. It says this was important because they needed to ensure that whatever plant materials were in the animal habitats were safe and would not be detrimental to the animals. Mm. Uh, Halbeck said, we realized that no matter how much they were being fed by artificial means, like by feeders and other ways that they fed these animals, in essence, the landscape we were going to create in the animals habitat areas was nothing more than a big salad bar for them. Mm. So they were going to eat our materials no matter what he said, they were going to eat our materials. They're going to digest it. And then they're going to walk around in another area and like poop it out. And then things would sprout from their poop and the cycle would keep repeating itself. So yeah. when you think of it that way, they really had a lot more on their plate as far as landscape because they had to make sure that certain plants and stuff were not going to be harmful to the animals that are in that certain part of the habitat and, you know, of all the places. They had to make sure it was safe for all of those animals that had access to it to eat it. Um, and so, but also they want you know, they, they want it to look authentic. So... Um, I just thought that's that was kind
0: of. That's why they get paid the big bucks. Yeah, I'm like, when I had to sit down and create this, we're like, I'm oh, gonna no, put some trees in a it'll look cool,
1: and it's like, well, but that plant could be poisonous to this animal, and maybe not mm-hmm. this animal, but like they wouldn't mm-hmm. know the difference because they're being, like, they're on a reserve, they're being fed like artificially, and so, just all the things that you have to think about. Um, let's talk about the pools. So. Halbeck also says we architects had the water going through the restaurant which the restaurant designers loved and then out to the pool area as a stream and a riverine system that ends in the pool of the water. So as if you'll notice on this resort there's a big riverine like system mm-hmm. that goes through it. Halbeck said that guests could imagine that this is where the animals could be drinking water. Although we don't have animals in the pool, we certainly have animal viewing areas that are right next to the pool. You can stand in certain areas around the pool and look down into an area where there would be animals and then turn like 90 degrees and look back across the pool area and have that experience. This was carefully thought out to connect the guest experience to the African experience. It was designed to give the feeling of respite, safety, and transition. Halbeck says we wanted to seemingly connect those two things. So it's kind of cool to think that like you could be playing in the pool but you could like look over and see like a you know wild animal yeah <laughs> like standing over there.
0: It's wild. I've been in that pool and I've seen the animals and it's so, such a cool experience.
1: Yeah. Um as with many of the modern pools Animal Kingdom Lodge has zero entry pools. So I thought this was cool too. They did that because they didn't want any pools with like steps and stuff in it because they want it to om- like look like a watering hole essentially. Yeah. Right? Which I mean when you look at the aerial views of the pools it's like it kind of looks like the same sort of like watering holes and things that they have in the actual safari, mm-hmm. um, like savanna area.
0: They um, obviously named them, right? Because that's what Imagineers do. And their mm-hmm. names obviously are not random. So the pool at Jumbo House, and I, by the way, you know I'm not going to pronounce these words correctly, right? <laughs> but the pool at Jumbo House is Uzima or Uzima pool. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Swahili for full of life. So it mm-hmm. makes sense that it was meant to be like a watering hole or a place where maybe animals would go to feed and then the other one over at Kadani, that pool is Samawati. And again, I think I'm pronouncing that correctly, Samawati. But...
1: Sa-u-ti, <laughs> ili we had to sing this song um, <laughs> in middle school, and now it's reminding me of that.
0: Oh, well, there you go. Who knew that you, of all people, I should have known you would have yeah. realized that there was a song attached to that. But um, the best uh, translation I could find was that Samawati just means celestial or sky blue. Mm hmm which is like fun to mm-hmm. think about. Like yeah. People want to hang out in a celestial sky blue area.
1: Yeah. Um, and the last thing I wanted to talk about was just some of the like authentic pieces, the art pieces that we have in there. Um, Cause I thought these were cool to, to like actually think about where these came from. I know we talked about when we did wilderness lodge, how there's like a lot of these authentic pieces that are in there. And so of course this is no different. This is a quote and it says hundreds of pieces of authentic sculpted African art and a rare ceremonial mass towering 16 feet add to the culture, splendor and mystique of, of the lodge, which the 16 foot mask, we just, we talked about earlier, that's so it's 200 pounds and it's 16 feet. So if that gives you a little bit more like literally when you see it, you're like, there's that's like a it's like a piece of art. I thought it's a it sculpture. was a statue. Yeah, it looks like a statue. Recently. I was like,
0: yeah, it's and crazy.
1: Um, but inside sculptures and carvings, there's like stories. This is it tells stories of man as predator and prey and of companionship and interdependence between man and animal.
0: One thing I learned about the lobby of the resort was the the animals on the inside. So if you enter the lobby of John Bow House and you look up one floor, so like you mentioned, you're in the third floor, but like the railing that would be the fourth floor, they have I don't know what animals, but they're all like four-legged animals. Mm-hmm. Let's just call them antelope, okay, for the sake of this uh, conversation. All of the antelope are facing the same direction, and they are um, facing away from the the door that you walked in and toward the savannah. And right. the idea was that all of the animals are, are running toward the land that they would normally inhabit, which would be the savannah not inside that building, which is right. kind of an interesting thing, right? If it's if it's a game reserve, they probably mm-hmm. would be running away, mm-hmm. which is kind of sad when you think about it. But that's if you look. So if you go in there and you turn around, you can see like where the, above where the door is, they're split. Obviously, some going left and right, yeah. And then all the way around, they're all directed toward the door, which was well, it's a kind of a cool thing to see.
1: You think you own whatever land you land on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, so um, I'm going to take us through some of the. Uh, The category information, so what type of rooms and stuff, the restaurants there. Obviously, I have some definitions of what some of the restaurants mean. Again, Mm -hmm. this is a well-themed resort, so they name things a certain way for a certain reason. Pretty much every step
1: you take, everything you see is like, what does that mean? Oh, there's probably like a whole story
0: around it. I mean. And there probably is. Yeah. yeah. They're like, we got this um,
1: toilet from.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, we'll talk about some cool recreation Very unique activities that mm-hmm. can happen here at this resort And of course as always some tips And uh, pros and cons and whatnot. So uh, since this is really two resorts in one Essentially it's mm-hmm. both deluxe and deluxe villa So Jumbo is mostly deluxe They are, they actually when they expanded um, with Kadani, They also put some DVC villas into Jumbo House mm-hmm. This is kind of a weird expansion Where they did build a home to building But they also put villas yeah. into the original building that all is the same thing. Um, I, do you think so it's, it's because deluxe it's just like villa. it was
1: so spread out, so they wanted like to have something closer you know, I like, don't know to what the, the reasoning main building? Is,
0: but the result is interesting, and I'll just mention it here. Mm-hmm. This is the only resort where you can use your Disney Vacation Club points or stay in a villa and also have access to club level. So mm. typically speaking, the other deluxe resorts that have – Club level are in the traditional buildings, not the expanded, like the expansion buildings. But since they put these villas in the same building and even on the same floor that you can you can stay in a DVC villa and have club level access, which is unique to Mm -hmm. this resort. So, um, like I mentioned, it's a deluxe and deluxe villa. Quite a a wide price range here because you have a standard room or a studio size villa, depending on which resort that's those are the smaller, smallest of the two options, all the way up to a big old presidential suite mm-hmm. or a three bedroom villa for villa. So the price range starts at $380 for a standard room in like the low season. Really that's mm-hmm. actually a, a, a value studio Was technically the category name over at Kidani. All the way up to $4,700 a night for that presidential suite. So uh, let's start with Jumbo and then we'll move over to Kidani. Like I mentioned, Jambo is a mix. It has the regular rooms plus some of the DBC villas. But just like other resorts, it has the standard size room with different views. You can get mm. a pool view, a savannah view, and a club-level room, which could have some of those views as well. All of those rooms are 334 square feet, which is a pretty standard size room. I would not say this is a, on the larger side of a, of a regular room. And depending on the room, you can have the two queen beds or the one king. You, you can request that right. um, when it's time to do your mobile check-in moving up from the standard room is a one-bedroom suite and both the one-bedroom and the two-bedroom are club level only so you can't get a one-bedroom suite that doesn't have access to club level which means it's gonna it's gonna cost you a little bit Mm -hmm. um the one-bedroom suite is over 700 square feet so now you're talking a pretty a pretty big room and it sleeps up to six the two-bedroom suite uh is 1083 square feet and sleeps up to eight and there's a bunk bed in there i like to point that out because Sometimes when you're trying to figure out how many adults... And by the way, every bed they assume two adults are going to be in it. Mm -hmm. But um, two of the eight are in a bunk bed. And if it's the same bunk bed as what's in the cabin at Fort Wilderness Mm -hmm. and the treehouse villas over at Saratoga Springs... I would say it's not a true adult bed. Yeah. I'm not a tall dude, and my feet are often like hitting the end of the bed. Yeah. Um. There. So just know, I would call that a, a junior bed if you'll an adult can sleep on it because I I'm barely an adult and I sleep on it <laughs> and I'm okay. It's just in terms of or the or if size, you're shorter, just enough. <laughs> if way you're on.
1: on the shorter side, put your short friend on that bed.
0: Yeah. Put the put the shorties up there, as they say. So then up from the two bedroom suite is the Royal Asante Presidential Suite. Mm which is 2,100 square feet. Now, get this. The two-bedroom suite I mentioned is a little over 1,000 square feet, and it sleeps eight. This is double that. It's 2,100, and it only sleeps six. six. That's because they want you to spread out. There's yeah. room for the help, I think, is really what's yeah, in basically. there. Yeah, um, basically. I mean, it just ha- this has a lot of what other presidential suites mm-hmm. has. It has a, a big dining room with a huge table. Um, this, this is cool, though. It has a huge balcony, which... If you're gonna stay at the Royal Asante Presidential Suite with a Savannah view at a resort like Animal Kingdom Lodge, the balcony better be pretty big, right? Because the yeah. whole point is to overlook the right, Savannah. Right, to look the savanna. Yeah. And then in addition to that, they have this like round room off the side that's like uh, like an indoor outdoor kind of a thing, right? Like it mm-hmm. it's just you could tell it's almost like reminiscent of the lodge. It makes sense. It's not just yeah. a regular hotel room, like this is a really well themed presidential suite. It has a fireplace out there. Which is you you know yeah. it's pretty unique. Not the only room on property to have a fireplace, but not a lot of them have a fireplace. And they're a like TV trusting and stuff. you. They're
1: like we trust you to do a fire. I'm like you know they're like are you? When do they come up to build a fire for us? When is that?
0: <laughs> if it's anything like the cabins over at Wilderness Lodge, it's behind glass and you turn it on with a switch. Ah, okay. So it's yeah, it's not like throwing that's, a log on there, that's guys. That's their safety. There. Yes, but you know it's more about the ambiance probably yeah. because nine months out of the year you're not putting the fireplace on. So that's the range of rooms over at Jombo House. And the I will say that the Jombo House uh, DVC rooms has a unique category of room called a, a value studio. It's something really small. I don't remember the number, but it's something like – it's either a 10 or 100 square feet. No, not 100. feet. That'd be too much. I think it's like 10 to 20 square feet smaller than every other studio because of yeah. the way that the hotel is configured. Right, right. And it's the cheapest per night in terms of the those of us who are members would know. Like your points is what you're using, are right? Are there so, –
1: are there actual rooms where you can like feed giraffes or okay? No, they don't get that close to your, okay. to your window. So it's only I mean, they just get close, right? But it's just the Savannah but... view. Well, because you know, like when they do those, um, you know, like in the commercials and stuff and they make it look like the giraffes are like in there, like yeah, they're like so the close just to their window. Into your own... I'm like, yeah, no, because I think no. for a while it, people thought that like you could rent rooms where you could feed them, and I'm like, I don't think, no, that's not a thing, but like, um. For my sister-in-law's 40th, her husband, like, booked them a couple nights at one of the Savannah rooms. And Mm. it was wild because she's like, you know, you walk on the balcony and, like, look straight down. And there's a giraffe, like, sleeping. It was, like, right before they're going to bed. And they're like, there's a giraffe just laying right there on the ground. Like, it's right there. (laughs)
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) So it is pretty cool.
0: Yeah, no need to go to a zoo. Just look out your balcony, at uh, mm-hmm. your balcony. So that was Jumbo House. Kidani um, is a traditional Disney Vacation Club setup. So their mm-hmm. rooms range from a studio, which is closer to a more traditional size standard room, all the way up to a three-bedroom grand villa. And all of them either come with a standard or a savanna view. If you're wondering what a standard view is, because a lot of the buildings here do face out toward the savannah. Mm-hmm. But you might get a super, like a low-level one where you can kind of see the savannah, but you're really just going to see bushes. Or you face a parking lot because someone's mm. got to face the parking lot. Yep. You might get a dumpster view. Someone's got to do it. <laughs> someone's got to do it. So those are the types of rooms. So obviously, this, the standard size rooms are going to be closer to the 400 range. And then the Royal Asante Presidential Suite mm-hmm. is up to 4,700 a night the week of Christmas. So. I'm gonna say is the that after Ashanti,
1: the rapper? <laughs>
0: Probably. Oh my. Goodness. Oh, you
1: know what? That's Ashanti. Sorry. Ashanti. Sorry, That's Ashanti. I know you. I know you're a friend of the pod, and you listen to this. I'm so sorry, Ashanti. Yes. So. yes.
0: Uh, and Ashanti, let us know how Ja Rule is. Uh, these <laughs> so. Um, well, what would I my baby? <laughs> <laughs> That's where he is. Anyway. Oh my goodness. Okay, so let's talk about some of the restaurants, some of the eating options mm-hmm. uh, here at uh, both sides of the resort over in Jambo is boma. boma we've talked about Boma before yeah. it's a buffet style table service um, breakfast and dinner there is no lunch and um, we've mentioned before you eat a lot you get the boma coma um, if you're <laughs> if you're wondering <laughs> what boma favorite. means boma is Swahili for an enclosure or a stockade or a fort used to protect people's livestock mm. usually sheep and cattle okay so they protect this cattle and then you have do you think grill it up and eat it Do you it for think dinner? that's a dig
1: <laughs> on the people that eat there? <laughs> I don't know. We are just a I bunch of sheep know. and cattle, apparently.
0: Yeah, I guess that's what. Honestly, the way the buffet is set up, the line is often long, and I feel like cattle. So yeah. I think that is actually that we're we're it. not now. Now I'm offended. Somebody's playing a joke. <laughs> yes. Um. Right above Boma, so overlooking Boma is Victoria Falls. So you mentioned the lobbies on the third floor. Yeah victoria falls is on the second and then boma is on the actual first floor Mm -hmm. the ground floor if you will and victoria falls lounge is you know a lounge yeah um if you were watching our story the other day when nicole and i went there i never really thought about what the actual falls was and i turned the corner and it's like a trickle just so someone um wrote in you know that it's the it's really more of a victoria trickle falls (laughs) victoria trickle lounge because it was like just a little
1: bit of a yeah
0: that's uh, exactly. Jumbo also has a quick service called the Mara. And i well, will get to my opinion in a moment. But uh, the Mara or the word Mara in Swahili means spotted land. Mm. I don't know why they specifically wanted something called the spotted land. Mm. But interesting. Okay. Um, that's the quick service there. Hopping over to Kadani, That's where Sana is, which is where you and I. Like those were the very first times we ever saw each other in person yeah. and hung out that was um and Sana is table service for lunch and dinner mm-hmm. and more recently they opened it up for quick service for breakfast Interesting. which is great because over at Kadani there was no there's no quick service location right. so either you got table service or you didn't have a food option yeah. which is kind of strange they're like
1: all right all right we'll give y'all something
0: yes uh there are obviously some gift shops at these places mm-hmm. Jumbo house has the zawadi marketplace um, and Zawadi, the original meaning, is actually Kenyan, and it means gift. So if you need to buy someone a gift, obviously you can go to the shop that is like yep. literally a gift shop. Over in Kadani, the name of the retail location is Jahari Treasures, mm. and Jahari is Swahili for Jewel. Mm. So you over there buying jewel some jewels.
1: treasures. Yes. They should have just yeah, named it. The name they true, should yeah. have just
0: named it Jahari, just just Giants, instead of treasures. Of it's like mm,
1: it's jewel. It's just yeah, jewels.
0: <laughs> they probably figured the everyday person would know. Are you know.
1: ready? I just remembered the beginning of that song. Okay. You're welcome. It just sounds
0: like Sorry. you're singing backwards. No, that's, that that's
1: literally like. the song.
0: Oh my goodness. <laughs> I hope more of it comes to you tonight. Anyone else to in middle asleep.
1: school chorus? You know, feel free to reach out, please. Thank you. (laughs) Let me know if you sang this song.
0: Uh, Let's talk about some recreation Mm -hmm. and some activity. There's lots to do here. In terms of recreation, you mentioned the pool, right? So that's kind of a given. But this is one really, really cool thing you get to do here at Animal Kingdom Lodge. So they have the Starlight Safari, which Disney says is reminiscent of a nighttime drive through an African game reserve it's it's currently going on not everything came back post-covid okay. there used to be a, a photo class you could take there it's not currently operating Ooh. there was a painting class you could take not currently operating but this one is still going on so it's currently scheduled nightly at 8 30 or 10 o'clock it's okay. an hour-long tour you're provided night vision devices for, for each person that that's on the tour. To allow you to see the 20 plus species of exotic animals mm-hmm. on uh, this safari at And night.
1: also Disney ducks, because they're yes, everywhere. Right? <laughs> Imagine
0: you show up to this thing and that's all you see the That's duck. like the biggest so, dad
1: joke of the safari is like, oh, there's a duck. It's a wild <laughs> duck. Uh, this is rare-sided. actually really cool. I feel like I would pay to do this.
0: Well, that's the thing. So it's so it's $89 mm-hmm. per person. Uh, it didn't list tax, so this might be a tax-free thing, or maybe that already includes the tax. Okay. There are discounts available for annual pass holders, Disney Vacation Club members, or Disney Chase Visa card holders. All three of those categories of guests mm-hmm. are entitled to a 15% discount most days of the year. Every now and then discounts aren't available on like Christmas yeah. Day or something, yeah. but that's the general discount. And maybe most importantly, if you just want to check this – nighttime safari out you don't have to be staying at the resort right. it's open to any guest that's nice obviously if you're not staying there you are responsible for your own transportation over there mm-hmm. so um at that time of night you really aren't going to be able to take a bus from a park to be able to get back so you might have to uber over there but yeah. or obviously if you have your own car you can drive over well, there and I, but just know i'm like i definitely wouldn't want to do
1: the 8 30 like in the summertime because i'm like it's still light out
0: but it's yeah although it might be cool to see it at, at dusk. it that's what I was thinking. So at eight thirty, like right now, it's about seven thirty as we record this, and like it's still kind of light up. But they say that right as sun sets or just after sunset is when a lot of the animals mm. are active. Okay. Because I don't really know the science behind it. Maybe they're trying to find their food for the day or whatever. But and the op- the other time of the day is right as sun is rising. So the right. middle part of the day they're less active. Yeah. So kind of curious about that eight thirty time, where you might get the best of both worlds right. by the you know. In that hour, you're going to go from daylight to no daylights. I feel like that might be a cool one to do. Well, and And was there anything in there
1: about like the seasons? Like, Do they only do it at those times during different seasons?
0: It didn't list times for other seasons, but um, when you go to book it, I'm sure they'll tell you what's available. Uh, But right now, it's 8.30 to 10.30. Yeah, once daylight savings kicks in in November, I'm assuming the times will change. But maybe not. I don't know. Um, In addition to the Starlight Safari, there is the zahanadi massage and fitness center and pretty much across property most of the massaging has stopped <laughs> uh, but the fitness center is still there so if you need to get an exercise in you can and um, i had a hard time finding a clear definition of the word Zahanati, mm. other than just that it could be synonymous with the word dispensary so I don't know what they got you in there. What they got in there to get you so, to relax for your massage? Massage dispensary. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, there's also a jogging trail around town, and then for the kids in your traveling party, there is the arcade, and there's also a um, a kids club, so to speak. You know, a okay. a, a Lion King themed like Simba's club, um, yeah. community hall, community center kind of thing where you can go. You know, the kids go to color and do arts and crafts and whatnot. Cool. So that's all in there.
1: You've done that? <laughs>
0: just kidding. I have not. I have not made any <laughs> arts and crafts over there. All right. So um, here's, let's talk about some opinion. What does Greg have to say mm-hmm. about some of the things at this resort? I will say, um, unlike other resorts where, I don't know, I'm kind of on the fence about splurging for the view, personal opinion, if you're going to pay to stay at the Animal Kingdom Lodge, on either side, Kadani in one of the villas, or Jombo in a standard room or whatever, just, just do yourself the favor and get a Savannah view. I'm not saying the hotel is a waste without it, because there's plenty of common areas you can walk to. Even in the hallways, you can go into the hallway. There's big windows you can look out. But yeah, but I mean, like that's like, like the
1: whole point that you go there yeah, for, for the, pretty much.
0: It's, exactly. There's nothing like just in the morning you wake up, you get your, you can make a cup of coffee in the room. Those of you drink coffee, right? Your morning routine could include just going and sitting out on the balcony and just watching the animals wake up with you, and that's a really cool thing that. People travel to actual Africa, too, to Mm -hmm. do sometimes, right? So do it in Orlando, Florida. (laughs) So I would say worth the upgrade there. Um, There really are no sections to talk about because unlike some of the other moderate resorts, even some of the deluxe resorts that are spread out, this is a central uh, setup. So there's the lobby and attached to the lobby are the long hallways and a new mean long hallways for all of the rooms. Um, So there really is no section to request. What you'd be requesting when you're putting in your mobile check-in is... Um, what if, you know, if you uh, needed to be near an elevator or that type of mm-hmm. stuff or ground floor, high floor, would recommend high floor pretty much no matter what. So you can get a good view of like everything. Yeah. Um, for the food options, I mentioned the Mara as is the quick service over in the Jumbo side of things. And we just haven't had a good Mara experience okay. over the course of years. So I know we, yeah. we, it's been a while since we've stayed there, but we visit, I'm going to say at least once a year and just kind of check out the food situation. And I did it again just the other day and um obviously i got the zebra domes the zebra domes are a dessert unique to this resort and they contain alcohol um it is a, a, a dessert unique to this resort that you can get at the buffet at, at boma mm-hmm. and then you can also buy it at the quick service and pro tip you can also get them in the retail location the jewels treasures the Treasure, mm-hmm. treasures over at kadani if you are staying over there you don't want you don't have to trek over there but the good yeah. part of that is any merchandise discount you have will then apply to right, those which is cool. great. Right yes so um, I actually I'm, I'm I always used to be all about the zebra domes I've calmed down a little bit and now <laughs> I'll get it if like someone else is getting them and yeah. they don't want all four of them I'll try one um, because they they used to have a gluten free alternative they I'm sure they still probably do if you go to Boma where the little like cake bottom was substituted out for a chocolate mm. um, circle and that, yeah. to me that's the that's it's the better. ideal yeah yeah I prefer that so that's just me personally I know there are a lot of people listening to this who are all about the zebra domes, and I'm not at all saying they're not good. I just, I'm just i learning that, you know what, I think I prefer other types of desserts. Yeah. But it's a classic thing to get when you're there over at either of the places, Kidani or Jombo House. You can walk between the two resorts, by the way. I don't know if I'd recommend that because mm. it's a bit of a hike. Yeah. They do have a shuttle that runs in between, so it, it pulls up under the Port of Kashira at Jombo and drops you off at Kadani, and vice versa. So if you're staying at one and want to check out the other, you can do it. The lobby at Kadani is significantly smaller than mm. Jumbo. It's got the same vibe, but it's like tiny. It's like the mini me of yeah. lobbies. From, I remember going in Jumbo's. there and being
1: like, "This is the main lobby. Like, mm. it's not a lot of space up there." Nope. So
0: the uh, merchandise location is is smaller. Like everything about it is just shrunk. Mm-hmm. All right, can we talk about some pros and cons? Yeah. And um, I feel like this is a good, a good list of pros and cons because it's a beautiful resort, right? Like mm-hmm. in, in no way um, can you really say anything bad about the aesthetic of their, it might not be your preference or your taste, but it's a beautifully well-done, like well-designed resort. And there, just like you mentioned, there's a lot to look mm-hmm. at. You talked about or highlighted some of the artwork some it's uh, so like if you're the, into animals,
1: this is the place to go. If you're into plants, this is the place to go. Like, yes, if you're into architecture, art. this is the yeah, place to just, go. Like, all the stuff, things. right?
0: And the good part is, is that a lot of it's labeled because, like, I'm uncultured, right? You got to tell me what I'm looking at, or I'm not going to know. So, they have all yeah. kinds of art pieces and historical items, and also um, some backstories about some of the stuff. So, you kind of get an idea of what the purpose or what the point is of some of the items they include mm-hmm. in in the um, in the different areas around the resort. And it's spread out, it's not just in the lobby, they're in the hallways as well. Mm-hmm. So like in Kadani, as an example, when you park in the parking garage, more on that in a moment, and you come up out of the elevator and you walk into the hallway, there's like stuff right there. There's stuff in display cases or stuff on the wall yeah. and they tell you all about it. So it's not just in the lobby, which is cool. It's a kind of around every turn, there's something else to look at. So let's talk about the parking garage. Um, if you have a car, uh, Kidani has a parking garage underneath the resort, Mm -hmm. which is the only resort at Disney that has that. I mean, Vero Beach is the same way, but that's not Disney World. That's over on the coast. So the the cool part about that is you're not in the heat. So when you come back to your car, you know, at whatever point, the sun has not been beating down on it. Or if you're loading and unloading, maybe leftover pieces of luggage or like you went shopping, you don't have to do it in the rain, which is nice. If it happens to be raining, you know, you're all it's like, you know, it's your own garage. However, please make sure you are aware of where your room is. I mean, it's, it's, it's laid out, it's labeled, but you wanna make sure you're parking in the near the elevator bank that leads you to your general area of the room. Otherwise, you're gonna be walking mm-hmm. quite a bit. Um, another pro is there is one central bus stop which is just outside the lobby, so your bus ride, once you're on resort property, is shorter. Mm-hmm. In that sense, I mean, obviously they have to go to Kadani and, and Jumbo, but unlike right. Riverside where it's like three or four or Coronado Springs where you're like, you're doing a full resort tour potentially before you get back to your room. Um, that's that's how the bus setup is there. So they each other well, own and one it's bus like, station.
1: You know, I mean, maybe this is like a con, but when people ask if they should stay there, I'm kind of like, well, if you want to be close to all these other parks, no, it's not close. Yeah, that's,
0: on, <laughs> that's a list on my con. Yeah um i have maybe one more thing on my pro maybe two more things on my pro you don't have to go outside to get food so when i say that you know at at the other spread out resorts where you have to like leave the building you're in Mm -hmm. to go to another building to get food this is not like that at at either location i mean technically you have to step outside to get to the mara but you're leaving the boma area you're stepping outside and it's all covered but you're out there for like 15 seconds and so if it's raining you're not gonna get wet Maybe a little warm, but you're right back in the building very quickly. They've got you covered. (laughs) It's good, yeah. Oh, boy. (laughs) And the last thing I'll say is the cuisine there. So it's international cuisine without any of the traveling. Mm -hmm. Between Sanaa, Boma, Jiko, you get African, Malaysian, Chinese, Indian, and French cuisine. And obviously some American tossed in there. Mm -hmm. All within that resort. Might not be your palate, right? Might not be your preference, but it's available. And that's a big deal if you're into that kind of stuff. Okay. Some cons just like you mentioned um, is far from the other resorts. Mm-hmm. It's at the edge of property, so to speak. And um, it's tucked away. So if you go into animal kingdom is great, you're talking like a five minute or less ride. It's like going from wilderness lodge to magic kingdom. It's a short ride, mm-hmm. but the bus ride to magic kingdom is pretty long. that's a pretty popular park. A little, a little less time to get to Hollywood studios and a little more to Epcot. And then obviously magic kingdom is, is the farthest. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're taking the bus over there, it might be long and the bus is your only mode of transportation there is no skyliner no boats right no walking anywhere it's just bus so you're solely relying on the bus system the resort has some restrictions like you mentioned mm-hmm. with plastics and things yeah. one of which is a restriction on balloons and i'm putting this on the cons list because in the grand scheme of things this is not going to make or break your vacation but just letting you know that if you wind up buying a balloon in the park you're not gonna be buying it at Animal Kingdom, but the other three parks or springs or wherever, just know you can't take it back to your room and you might have a hard time explaining that to your child if they don't get it, right? Right. They will hold on to the balloon for you at the front desk in balloon daycare. Mm. But oh that was a big <laughs> one. That was bolt. a big one. Boy they really don't want you to bring They're a balloon. Like, They're no balloons. Don't get a <laughs> yeah. balloon. So the front the front desk will hold it will hold on to it for you, but for how long? You know, is it gonna right. deflate, whatever. Just just know that's a real a real life thing. Over there. And all the balconies have signs. And I'm like, please do not throw. So don't. Right. Not, this is not a con. It's just an FYI. Don't be that guy. Um, and then one kind of big con for me. And they, they addressed it recently by allowing the Sanaa restaurant to offer quick service breakfast. But at Kadani, there's no quick service lunch or dinner. Yeah. So if you want a quicker, less expensive meal, you have to either take the shuttle or walk over to Jombo um, or walk down to the shop and buy stuff and cook it. Because at Kadani, every room is a villa. So... Mm-hmm. Um, the one-bedroom, two-bedroom, and three-bedroom all have full kitchens. The studios don't, but they have a microwave. So you'd have to get your own food and cook it. There's no right. quick service for lunch and dinner. And to me, that's a big deal. Yeah. Because, like, I don't know. I don't want to always have to cook my food. I do usually cook, like, breakfast, but lunch, and dinner. I don't, I don't normally cook.
1: Yeah, not at Disney.
0: Um, I think a final parting thought I could leave you with for the Animal Kingdom Lodge is if you love Animal Kingdom, like, if that's your... Even if it's such a favorite park, but you really appreciate the the vibe and the feel and the design of Animal Kingdom, Animal Kingdom Lodge, kind of obvious by the name, is the closest you're going to be to staying in Animal Kingdom. Mm -hmm. So if you want to continue that feeling once you leave the park and have a place to stay that's just like that, Animal Kingdom Lodge is the resort for you.
1: Do it right, y'all. Do it right.
0: No news nuggets to talk about this week. So instead... We'll go back in time for some Disney history brought to you in partnership with the Mouselets, of whom I'm quite jealous as they prepare for their Disneyland trip. So, Mm -hmm. Whatever, you You have one coming up and you're
1: going on a cruise. I don't want to hear it, Greg.
0: I know, yeah, I got a lot of stuff going (laughs) on. Okay, so um, I'll I'll kick us off here with some history. In 2006, Disney decided to release a statement on the change of Pluto being a planet. And I thought, you know what, how funny that Disney decided to weigh in on something that is space related um, because they decided, you know, like the the space officials decided Mm -hmm. that Pluto was more of a dwarf planet than a true planet. Right. So the seven dwarves themselves took time to release a, a note about the change. And they said, quote, although we think it's dopey that Pluto has been downgraded to a dwarf planet which has made some people grumpy and others just sleepy. We are not bashful in saying that we would be happy if Disney's Pluto would join us as an eighth dwarf. Mm. We think that this is just what the doc ordered and is nothing to sneeze at.
1: So Boy, they, if anyone ever asks you releases. in trivia, who is the eighth dwarf? It is Pluto.
0: It's Pluto. Pluto's the Man. eighth
1: dwarf. All I think of when I talk about Pluto is uh, if you're a psych fan and you watch psych, there's an episode where Gus goes, "May you, you hear what they did to Pluto? And he was like, it's messed up. <laughs> He's <laughs> like, you hear about Pluto? It's messed up. I probably botched that, and Doug will be like, you didn't say it right, but it's fine. <laughs> yes, point um, received. All right, I'm taking us back all the way to 1989, and that was when at Disney World's MGM Studios, the Ewok Village opened at the entrance of Star uh-huh. Tours attraction. This week in 1989, I bet it was hot.
0: and Maybe 2022 will be the year they decide that they're going to finally close that whole attraction and just say all Star Wars stuff is in Galaxy's End.
1: But they know, you know what? Just don't touch anything because once you start touching things, everyone gets mad.
0: (laughs) It's true. It is true.
1: The nostalgia culture is like, "Mm -mm, don't you go there. Mm -mm. Anyway. All right. Before you wrap this up uh, with a quote from Greg. If you like what you heard today, feel free to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can also leave us a review over on iTunes so others can locate us easier on their platform of choice in the world of Disney podcasts. You can also follow along with us on Instagram, Instagram, or the TikToks at that park life podcast. If you want to leave us a question, you can do so on our IG highlight Ask Beth and Greg. And if you want to follow along on our personal accounts, mine is at the real beth mcdonald
0: and I am at the Disney Greg.
1: And as always, if you want to submit a request for an episode, share a magical cast member moment, or just simply share some Disney magic with loved ones who can't get to the parks, you can have it, head over to our website, thatparklifepodcast.com, and submit a magic gram. It's free for everyone, because we just love sharing the magic.
0: We do. Before I give you my quote, just a, a, a warning, we will be skipping a week, or maybe two. Here's the thing, everybody. I'm mm. going on a cruise for work, okay? Yeah and it's a 7 night cruise so um you might you might be about 2 weeks until you hear from us again but i promise we're okay Hopefully okay. You're Actually, have I hope we're okay in the next two weeks.
1: To tell us about when you get back. Yes. Can't wait.
0: And I would, I would assume that our next episode will be Greg talking about his experience. Mm-hmm. I am working. I feel like it's worth it to point yes. out and that Greg point, will be working. And so. also,
1: it is an Alaskan cruise. This is not like a Caribbean it, yes. cruise. It is an Alaskan cruise. So.
0: Yeah. So I don't quite know what the internet connection situation is mm-hmm. going to be, but I'm going to do my best to try to. I will be taking photos no matter what along the yeah. way, and when I can share, I will. And I'm hoping to bring back some fun, some fun insights to uh, working at a Disney cruise. Now, I'm not cruise line cast. I'm yeah. kind of like peripheral in that sense. But anyway, so it might be a little time before you hear us, but we have not abandoned you. We we will be back. Just need some time because Greg's uh, in, the, in some international waters for a little bit. I'm aware Alaska is America, but we are leaving from Canada. <laughs> so a little international travel is coming up. But okay. Um, As always, a quote for you. So I thought this time I would take a quote that I actually saw while we were in the resort. Okay. So as you enter the Kadani lobby, right there in the front, there's some artifacts and whatnot. And there's like this stone there with this quote etched into it. And they attribute the quote to Nigeria. Mm -hmm. So I guess the country developed a mouth and it said this thing. And this is the quote. The day on which one starts out is not the time to start one's preparations.
1: Mm. Sounds like something you get out of your, uh, your, your, co- fortune, your fortune cookie. cookie.
0: <laughs> yes. So don't put it off. Start your preparation. Get yourself ready because you deserve the win and only you can set yourself up for success. With that, we leave you. We'll see you in a little bit, a little more than a week. But um, yeah. I'm excited to come back with some with some fun stuff. So thanks for hanging out with us, everybody. We'll see you soon.
1: Talk to you soon about some fun Alaskan cruise things.
0: (laughs) Bye, everyone.